Love the British monarchy? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the To Die For Daily podcast with Kinsey Schofield. Take it away, Kinsey. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the To Die For Daily podcast. I'm here today with my dear friend, Emily Adame. I know so many of you are huge fans of Emily's, follow her on social media, and look forward to seeing some of her predictions and guidance. Um, We wanted to jump on here and do a quick episode about Megan's birthday, the magical 42. Uh, Megan born in 1981. Her birthday was last week. Um, Emily, what? I mean, we're a week in and she's actually got some positive press, you know, Uh hanging out at the Taylor Swift show, uh, this new Netflix movie that is expected to you know, it's a best-selling book, so it's expected to be a successful movie. What's your take so far, and what are your predictions for Megan's 42nd year? So she's actually entering a a new cycle. So she's leaving behind a whole seven-year cycle. She's leaving behind a lot of energy. I think the rebranding has a lot to do with this. So she's, she's moving into a new phase. And so between now and 2029, she is changing course. Mm -hmm. And I see a lot of focus this year in particular around having a lot of meetings. So she's meeting with a lot of different people and it feels like she is working on lots of different projects. It feels like more than one thing, but the energy also feels very stressful for her. Um, but there's one project in particular, and it could be this one that you were just speaking about that feels very heart centered for her. And I do feel like, um, that project will do well. She is going to have some wins I feel. And, but there will still be some misses. Um, I feel like her energy does better behind the scenes. And I'm kind of feeling that she is still learning to, um, figure out, she's figuring out which hat to wear basically as an entrepreneur and what suits her best. And I feel like this year she's going to start moving deeper into that energy and getting a better footing. But I will say, um, come next spring of 2024, there is going to be trouble. There's going to be, um, I feel we know they've received bad press, um, over the years. And they're a constant um, topic of discussion, but I feel like that that period could bring some unwanted commentary. Ooh, some turmoil. So you said she's going to, you know, behind the scenes might be a more comfortable place for her where she can excel. But there are numerous reports of bully accusations um, where people, I mean, Harry even writes about it in Spare, employees crying at their desk. And while he kind Mm -hmm. of, accuses them of being weak or whatever um you there are numerous accusations of this uh valentine lowe goes into specifics in his book courtiers uh, tom bauer talks a little bit about it in revenge um, it's upset prince william so much to the point that there was an alleged according to harry physical fight between the two of them when william uh, you know approached harry about it and said your wife's behavior is unacceptable also jason knoff writing prince somebody working closely to Prince William saying, I'm really concerned about Megan's behavior towards staff. Does Megan behave differently in the States and in this space of entertainment because she feels like she knows it? I mean, we know she's not a producer, but she was married to Trevor Ingleson. So is she more confident in that space because of suits, because of acting, because of Trevor? So she might be a little bit more understanding or function a little bit better because she thinks she dominates in that arena? Or are we looking at somebody that just kind of behaves like a diva behind the scenes? <laughs> no, we're looking at diva behavior. She she is still a diva behind the scenes. That's not going to change. And I, you know, looking at all the stuff that's coming out about Lizzo, I kind of get a similar vibe. Wow. Um, so I obviously not the same exact situation, but on the level of, of bullying, um, I when I say behind the scenes for her, I mean more that she's a visionary and she wants to make money. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) for her, it's around that arena. As far as staff and one-to-one with people, 
she has a hard time getting down to what I would consider, I, I guess you could say other people's, their level and understanding them apart from their roles um, and very much queen and, and diva behavior. So what has already transpired behind the scenes and the reports and things that have been written, I feel that's all true. And I feel that that, that more will come out about that in the future. And why hasn't it come out? Is it because, well, we, I heard, I, I know somebody that knows a, a former nanny that says that they have to sign the most ridiculous non-disclosure yeah. agreements. Have you heard something well, similar? Yeah. So that's what I was going to say is right when you were talking, I got a flash of signing um, a non-disclosure or an agreement. I, I feel like she, she makes people sign NDAs and they're ironclad. Um, and I also feel like there are certain people that she will meet people, get into meetings, create these relationships, and she needs them. And so she will present herself a certain way. The behavior, I feel like, comes out later. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I feel like it, they, they use um, legal um, legal jargon and yeah yeah, ramifications with people that's exactly what it is as intimidation Mm -hmm. yes yeah yeah i mean i I mean that does not necessarily surprise me um what are your thoughts on the rumors that things aren't hunky-dory at home right now for harry and megan i feel that that is accurate i feel that they're maybe blown out of proportion but i do feel that this is the beginning of of what I feel are the cracks that I've talked about. It's, it's going to be, it's not going to be now it's going to be much later, but they have been having issues and they have been arguing what I see, what I consider to be fighting, arguing miscommunication really since last April. Um, They've had different pockets of this energy, of course, given all the things that they've gone through and being drugged through the press and, and whatnot, but really April into the summer they really started being a bit at odds with each other. You know, and I, I, I've said the same thing recently. I don't believe they're separated. Um, you know, it's hard to say I don't believe they're taking the time apart too when Harry's in, in Japan and Megan's at Taylor Swift. So it's hard to, to argue with Radar's report that they're taking any time apart when they're clearly taking time apart. Technically, they are. Um, but, uh, you know, my argument here is, Diana and Charles lied about the status of their relationship for what a decade, a decade. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to come out and say, I mean, it was just so cringe the way that both people magazine and us weekly had these, you know, um, gushing stories about how Harry and (laughs) Megan like to order pizza in. They love karaoke and they flirt with each other. It's like, it just looked way too obnoxiously obvious that they're, you know, trying to save face. And, um, I I just, I, I, while I, I don't think that they're separated, I also think, how what a ridiculous route to go <laughs> to try to change the narrative well because there's nothing else right there's so much energy that's kind of against them i would say and and by their own doing and i will say that um at the beginning of of august i mean very recent here their separation whatever you want to call it being in different places it, it's it's not a full on separation but I see that it, it, there is emotional turmoil around it. There is insecurity in the relationship. Like I said, there are cracks that I feel are starting to form. And I, I just think that seeing Harry on this trip to Asia, he looks refreshed, kind, engaged. Mm-hmm. It's just a completely different human being than we've seen over the last three years, who is very guarded and disgruntled and resentful. His energy is also very different, I feel, when he's around her. If you notice, he's always behind her. Yes. And, you know, he, he, it's like he has his place. And I feel that he thrives so much more when his energy, when he's really on his own and in his own sphere of energy. Um, she is quite, um, her energy is, is, uh, what's the right word to use here? I respectfully, um, it's, intense um you know she's a leo (laughs) 
Well, yeah, I, they... wanted to, I wanted to ask you about that because some, one of the number one traits, according to the interweb for Leo's is loyalty. And Emily, yeah. I don't see a lot of that from Meghan Markle. She is a bridge burner. She didn't wish her father a happy birthday a few weeks ago. Um, you know, she hasn't spoken to him since her wedding. She uh, hasn't spoken to any of her step siblings, speaks to her mother, but no one on her mother's side of the family doesn't communicate with the royal family which i'm sure they're more than grateful for has you know cut off a lot of her friends including jessica mulroney who is she loyal to and i was gonna say her dogs but emily she left a couple of her dogs to pursue a relationship with prince harry so she's not even loyal to the canines <laughs> okay so it's interesting that you're you're bringing that up okay so you know that's just her sun sign right so that's the sun energy okay good but- but with that energy too, I mean, you could also say that, you know, Leos are loyal only to themselves. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, it's their kingdom. You live in it. Now, I'm not saying that all uh, Leos act this way. They don't. Um, it depends on many different factors in your chart. And, but, but, Leo is ruled by the sun, right? It's the energy of vitality and the the sun gives life to everything. So when you are with a Leo, you are in their kingdom in some fashion, some form or fashion. Um, And I feel just because of what I've seen with her and when I pick up on her energy, I mean, her, her loyalty lies to those who I feel are dutiful to her. Okay. So the energy is not necessarily based um, on those that um, who also want to be in the spotlight. She does not like that. I feel when I look at her energy. So, and believe it or not, she does have a lot of energy around family being a cancer ascendant, but again, there's a selfishness I feel with this energy. So she wants to be in charge. She's also got a Leo North node. So it's all, it was all about her stepping into the spotlight and Leo North nodes at some point they can detach from family, um, Mm -hmm. from friends, from groups, they're leaders, they're not followers. So her path was all about creating her own security and making her own way. But I do feel with her, and again, this is not every Leo, because Leos can be very warm-hearted. They can be very gracious people, um, but they love to be in the spotlight. And for her, it's it's. I feel that she's loyal to herself. Another trait is creativity, which kind of goes yeah. to what you were saying a few minutes ago, where maybe she is the creative person that comes up with the concepts and then she hands it Mm -hmm. off to someone else. Maybe that's where she'll excel, but not necessarily in a production position or in a position of, of power, because that's where, you know, sometimes allegedly problems lie with communication. Well, her Mercury is also in Leo, so she's going to have a firm hand and there could be diva energy and activity around that. I I would say that that's probably not the best role for her. The role for her really is a visionary and passing it off, as you said, that's and I think she's learning to navigate and and figure these things out. She's going to have some more issues and some more problems around these things. I see her getting super organized at the beginning of next year also. Um, they're making a lot of different investments. It feels like into different things. And, um, it's like throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing what sticks. And I do see that some things will, uh, be fruitful, but there's still going to be some backlash that comes out. Um, and I feel like too, and I don't know for sure, but there's some energy when she's also 43, Again, around publishing, again, around communications, but it has to do with, it's going to be connected in some way to victimization. So we are abandoned in some way. We are feeling like a victim still. So that energy is still carrying over into the next couple of years. Because she has said in the past that she discovered her her diary at Frogmore Cottage of while she was in the royal family that she'd accidentally left there when they picked up and moved. So we know that that content exists where she goes by on a day-to-day basis discussing palace life. And I've kind of made the point because I've seen several people mm-hmm. including People magazine recently. I've made the point that we know that this 
this journal exists. I think anyone is crazy to deny the fact that this will inevitably come out one day. Yeah. So I, because I'm seeing the makings again of something around the creativity of communication, again, publishing, writing, and it feels like that starts around 43 for her. Wow. And it there there is that victimization energy um, attached to it. So how she was abandoned in different ways too. Um, and I feel like over the next couple of years also, um, there are going to be other relationships and people around them that they are also going to be moving out and letting go of. There's still going to be some heartache. Um, they they cannot trust most of the people that I feel that are around them. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I think that they make for, for good um, drama because of the things that are seen behind the scenes. Well, just to go back to something you said a few minutes ago, it's so hard to talk to, to talk to you, not because there's anything wrong with you, but because you make a million points that I have to take a mental <laughs> note to go back and reference. You t- talking about the spaghetti at the wall and talking mm-hmm. about maybe some negative headlines based on a business deal or an investment. I just want to cite this April 4th, 2021, page six article about Meghan Markle's wellness coffee. And I'm going to read you a portion here. Meghan Markle's money is behind a trendy instant coffee brand that she touts for its ethically sourced ingredients. Now, remember, this is what she sent to Oprah and Oprah did an Instagram post about. But the company has previously received tens of thousands of pounds of oat milk powder from a business in a Chinese state accused of genocide, a new report claims. Now, this is uh, clever brands that we're talking about. Uh, you know, you you talk about them throwing so many things against the wall. It's got to be really hard for these two to navigate when they are so high up on their soapbox, preaching down to us about global warming, uh, right. yada, 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 and then jumping on private jets. Do they, do you get the sense that they do their due diligence when they're doing, mm-hmm. are, are, are they just getting a recommendation from a friend that they trust and saying, let's go with it. And then getting the backlash because of reports like that page six one. So I feel that she actually hands this off um, to others and the due diligence is not done there. And wow. I do feel that there are people around her that purposely sabotage her. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to say that. Wow. Um, yes. I feel that there are people around her that purposely do things um, behind the scenes, undercover, um, and and hope for her downfall. So, And is that because they don't like the way they're treated by her? Is yes. that? Okay. Yes. Yes. And I, I feel like they are going to run into some unexpected issues and, and troubles, like I said, next April through June. There could be doubts with working partnerships and um, relationships in that in that area. It's like things could happen where, you know, they may have to let go of certain things that they're doing. Um, and there's going to be a lot of com- confusion. Her imagination is going to be really, really high. So there's going to be a lot of worry. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of stress. She has certain attachments to certain plans and some things are not going to pan out and um, there will be backlash over it. Do you have any idea what those desires are or what they might revolve around the plans that she's disappointed by? Um, I feel like they're investments. One has to do, I feel, with real estate on some level, and one has to do with something business related that feels like it's at a distance. I can't feel exactly what it is, but they have, they're having so many different meetings with different people. They are um, connecting with everyone that you could imagine um, at this, at this time, I feel. So they have their hand in a lot of different pots and it, it, it brings a lot of creativity, but it brings a lot of stress. And so I'm seeing in that time period, there being some issues. And then I'm also seeing some issues and I would say more scandal, worry, kind of backbiting energy um, in 2025 between the end of February and and April. And some things may just end up completely going. They may just have to completely end some projects. They're just not going to take off. Um, You know, in 2025 is when their Netflix uh, contract technically expires. So it might be Netflix saying you haven't produced enough content for us. 
Interesting. Yeah, because I feel like, again, there's a lot of stuff going on there. There's writing happening uh, that year. But, there, but, there. but at the same time, if you're because I've just been saying, like, if we're realistic about Meet Me at the Lake, which, mm -hmm. you know, OK, great story, best selling book. The author's crazy about Harry and Meghan. This could be a really good collaboration. But if we're being realistic about everything, there's currently a writer's and an actor's strike. So right. if Harry and Meghan pursue anything beyond this announcement, they look like they've crossed the picket line. They look like they are betraying SAG-AFTRA, who in the past has spoken out in support of them. Uh, so, real, I mean, honestly, we're looking at a project that can't get off its feet for at least, in my opinion, tw 12 months. Yeah, it will. It, it'll be a year. It'll be a year. So it won't be, it feels like until potentially end of 2024 into 2025 is wow. how I'm seeing it. But the other thing I wanted to say is that um, there is some energy I pick up too, where she contemplated also writing about her family, um, but she has been told not to do that. I believe that. I believe that. That's good advice. By the lawyers. Yep. Because she wanted to, she wanted to say her piece, her side, get it out there. Um, but her, her legal team said, no, that was good advice. I, I just think you're poking the bear there. I, I don't know. Did you see, I'm, I'm happy to send it to you, but did you see the birthday video that her stepbrother Thomas Markle Jr. posted on YouTube last week? I did not. Oh, it's savage. He said, I think he calls her an old hag. He calls her a yacht girl. Um, I know. I know. I mean, I, mm. it was hard to watch. I'm not kidding. Like even as somebody that's not necessarily a fan of Megan's behavior, I thought, oh, this, this stage. Yes. Yeah, that's cruel. I think too, there is, so I, there is truth in some of what the family says, but I also feel they also feel like she should have helped them. She should have turned around and forged the relationships and um, helped them monetarily in different ways. And they don't see eye to eye, but it really is her destiny path to pull away from her family because she was never going to get the accolades um, that she wanted from her family. I, I feel like for whatever reason, um, the support that she is looking for in her soul as a human being, she cannot get from her family. Mm -hmm. I believe that she could have helped out her father financially, who bent over backwards to help her growing up and to ensure that she had the education and the you know, he just set her on a really sturdy, steady path through, you know, the financial help that he gave her. But I certainly don't think that she needed to share the wealth with anyone beyond her mother and father. Absolutely. No, I completely agree with you. I think um, those relationships are very challenging for her. And there are other things behind the scenes. I feel like she's, her energy feels from what I pick up from her is that she has felt very misunderstood. Um, and she has felt that she was destined for certain things also in her life. Leo energies are very driven. They are creative. Um, but again, I, I just pick up a big energy around the separation with family is something that was going to happen in this lifetime. And I'm not surprised that it bled over into the Royal family. And now a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Do you get a sense that she has, because there are new reports that she's this Megan account on Instagram. Do you get a, a sense that she lurks online and sees what's yes. her? You do. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I do. She can't stand it because here's the thing. Like she can't not, not like look at her own press. Um, I feel that she becomes very consumed by it and she's also very sensitive. And so she feels everything. And so she will hit back and leak things also back into the press. 
Do you get a sense that she knows how aggressive and, you know, quite frankly, toxic her fan base can be online? Yes. I, yes, I, I think it's quite frightening. Um, I have seen many people experience the backlash of her following and um, it's, it's something that I think is highly disturbing because they don't know these people. They don't know them. They're not friends with them. They're not close with them. And there's some element of, um, I'm trying to find the, the nicest way to say this. Um, well, while you think about that, tell me this, does Megan, because their whole thing is, anti-bullying online, anti-harassment. I mean, it's a complete contradiction the way her fans behave towards what they preach. Does she see that the way that they behave versus what they're out in the, you know, out in the papers trying to demonstrate? I think that she likes it. She likes the energy of, you know, that they're protecting her, they're fighting for her. But, and I think I've said this to you before, I think a good percentage of those energies are actually bots. Yeah, you have said But that. yeah, I don't think they're actually real people um, paid for by who. Yeah. Um, but I think that there are energies that she looks at and she's like, oh my gosh, yes. You know, and, and not directly would say go after these people essentially. But I don't think that she's sitting back and going, oh my God, this is horrible, you know? Right. Um, I think she's all about amassing whatever following army friendly or not, as long as they're in her corner. Yeah, because when I look at her old Instagram post, it's not the vibe I get either. It's beautiful flowers. It's bouquets. It's delicate jewelry. It's delicious meals. Nothing that she used to post said, I want you to rip this person's face off and defend me. It's just so strange. Well, her page is very cancering when you're talking about flowers and meals and food and all of that. I I don't, again, I don't feel that she directly is like, go savage on these people, but she's not going to make a statement and tell people to stop. No, no. I mean, it's worse. She calls people and thanks them. And if you go read their feed, they, you know, verbally attacked the royal family and been verbally abusive towards the royal family. And it's like, again, with the word due diligence, it feels like they act so often without doing their homework and speak so often without thinking that there might be a journalist out there that does a little, you know, research and realizes that what they're saying is categorically untrue. Well, I just think a lot of people sit behind the internet and, you know, they're unwell. So, you know, that puts up really negative energy and you have the ugliest of the ugliest energies sitting back and they just, you, you know, you or somebody else or me, whoever, they just happen to be in the line of fire. And this is the cause that they're using, right? It, it's, you know, hurt people, hurt people. And, and with her also, you know, you were talking about her aesthetic prosthetics. So she's a cancer rising. That is who she is on the outside. So that's who people meet, right? So that's the aesthetic, but behind the scenes underneath inside is a Leo. So that's why you're seeing that duality of those energies. And, and then the mercury is in Leo too. So it wouldn't surprise me that she would go out of her way to make a grand gesture and say, Oh, thank you so much. It's, I see her kind of sitting back and she in a way loves it, but I don't see her moving forward and saying, go after these people and be savage. She lets them do what they, what they're doing. And then her way is uh, by like praising it, um, you know, using kindness again, that's, it's like very cancerian. I'm going to kind of take you into my arms and be the mother and thank you so much. And, you know, you're helping me, but at the end of the day, like the behavior is just bad. It's not good. That's interesting that, that that's, because you're right, kill him with kindness. Instead of saying, you don't acknowledge it at all, except to say, thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. And that way you can feign like you have no idea what their what other activities they do. Um, right. You just look like you're being su- sweet as pie. <laughs> she does. I, I feel like she has multiple fake accounts ah. um, for various reasons. <laughs> 
And I feel like she's absolutely one to read everything written about herself. That's got to be exhausting emotionally. Yeah. And, and because she's like very sensitive and feels everything, that's where I feel like the like shrewd, I'm going to come at you sideways and, you know, bite you very cancerian also yeah. going to snap at you. Um, that's where that energy comes in. And then she can also get very low and very depressed and then she will take action. And I, I think that, um, you know, we watch her emotional nature in real time, but it looks like you said, it's done through kindness, but it's, it's, you know, it's sly. It's from the side. Yeah. I want to ask you, because we talk about social media a lot, um, offline. Uh, I, I've thought about this if she did, because this was a, a comment she made to the cut magazine as well. Can I tell you a secret? I'm thinking about coming back to Instagram and now there's these new reports of this maggot account. Um, I mean, it's technically old news, but we regurgitate and we all fawn over it all over again. I was going to say, I think she's going to have a harder time with social media this time around because of the evolution of social media. But let's be honest, lover or hater, she's going to have plenty of followers. She's going to have plenty of engagement. Uh, yeah. I do think she'll have a hard time with people leaving negative comments and people will leave negative comments. So, But I was thinking about looking at that curated account that she had. It looked like a magazine. The, the photos, the close-ups, the pictures of her dogs in Union Jack sweaters, um, the picture of her coffee table, you know, decorated to perfection. That's not the world we live in today. The world we live in today, the best podcasts, you know, not both people aren't on a professional mic. Um, the, the best TikToks, they're just a, a gritty selfie video. You know, the world we live in today demands authenticity and sincerity. So I do feel like she would have a hard time, especially with how secretive they've become, how they don't want us to see the kids, etc. I think she'd have a, a hard time jumping back into the social media game. However, I wonder if she would use it as a tool to shoot down the stories that she believes are so totally unfair. For instance, just using the stories aspect of Instagram to take a screenshot of Daily Mail and to write not true across it or something like that. I don't know that. I feel like behind the scenes, her team would tell her not to do that. I think it's still, it's going to be more about the projects that they have coming out, the things that actually come to fruition okay. and the aesthetic still. I, I don't, I feel that whatever she's going to put out um, to essentially fight back with words will be through either a book or through some other project. For instance, I, for instance, how she, she did not, she did threaten to sue Valentine Lowe. I can't remember if she threatened to sue Tom Bauer, did not sue either man. But I did feel like archetypes, if you listen to the podcast, archetypes was almost a rebuttal to Valentine Lowe's courtiers and to Tom Bauer's revenge. Right, right. So I think she's still going to use these different creative platforms of, of the businesses that she's investing in and the things that she's doing. I don't see her coming right out and saying, not true, didn't happen. Um, I, I feel that her team would advise her against that because that would stir up even more drama. Mm -hmm. And I also don't feel like she directly runs the Instagram. So there is going to be energy of how things are curated the second time around. But I think that it may have more to do with um, the things that they're working on and her putting herself on um, whatever this rebranding is that they're doing, it'll be more in line with that. So, because I do feel like, as we know, the internet can get very ugly and social media can, it can get dangerous at times. Yeah. Um, so I think that she's going to want to stay away from things, um, putting things out directly, if that makes sense. If it's going to, if it's direct, it, again, it's through, it's through, it's sideways. And it's going to be through her stating something verbally through the book or through other means, like you were saying on the podcast. I don't see her writing something actually in her stories. I think that they want to keep certain parts of their life private and to protect their family and their children. 
That's a good point. You're right. Cause it could just be, here's the latest book that's coming out. Here's what's going on. Here's some behind the scenes shot of our Netflix film. Mm-hmm. Here's the recent awards we've paid for. I mean, we were nominated for. So you do predict that Megan's going to have a good 42. A good 42 with still some drama. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not going to, you can't be a Leo without some drama. <laughs> She's still going to make waves. There's still going to be drama this year, but I, I see her energy as being really stressed out right now. And there is emotional turmoil right now. So being apart from Harry, I feel like is very hard for her right now. Um, But I do have a question. I have a question about that. Can I ask you about that? Yeah. Yeah. It does seem like, and I talked to NT lawyer a little bit about this um, from crazydaysandnights.net. So he, which I agree with, suggested that Harry, you know, goes over, I can't, I can't remember. I believe I think he was over for the coronation and Megan you know, conveniently pap shot in head to toe gold while hiking, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and then <laughs> we find out Harry jets off to Japan and we find out conveniently through people magazine, Megan and Harry's favorite publication that Megan was at the Taylor Swift concert. Does Megan make decisions, attention seeking decisions when Harry's away without him knowing it? Yes. Yeah. I, that's yeah. what I think too. I think it's just yeah, a little too convenient that every time he picks up and goes, we hear about her or from her. Yes. And I feel like this is a game that is played in their relationship. Does he know? <laughs> I mean, I think, yes, he knows, but does he know it in the way we know it? Not necessarily. <laughs> Um, I think it's an issue. I think it comes up behind the scenes and there are discussions and things are brought up and it's irritating and frustrating because I see a lot of energy around him too this fall where he feels indecisive. He feels like his energy is going to be a little bit fickle towards her romantically. Um, Oh, so, you know, he is there. There are are also people that he is meeting and that he is around that he finds quite interesting females. And so he's kind of looking at his life and his wife, his children, and he's looking at everything. And there are these moments of, you know, did I make the right decision? Of course he loves his children, but as I said before, there are cracks starting to form and look, all relationships have issues. People either grow together or they grow apart. And I've said it before, they're soulmates. They were meant to come together and to be together and to be on this journey. But as I said, I do see them separating in the future, which is very sad. Um, but it's also part of what's meant to be for them. They do have free will. So, of course, things can change. But I see issues. I mean, I can't say I can't sit here and say there are no issues in the relationship. There are issues. And that is a point of contention, I feel, um, between them. Yeah. I think he feels like, you know, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing when publicly we've, we're so private and publicly we demand that people leave us alone. And then all of a sudden there's pictures of you out hiking with your friends and you're conveniently like dressed to the nines. I think that, you know, they have issues like every other couple and I'm just able to see a little bit clearly what some of those issues are. And, you know, in every relationship, people go through insecurity. So imagine, you know, you're, you're under a magnifying glass. It's times, you know, 1000. So I feel for them in that way. But at the same time, um, these are the positions that they're in, right? So it, and, it and, like, and like you said, self-made positions that they're in right. because of choices they've made. And I'm right. sure you see it. I'm sure you see the fact that there have been people that have advised them to take completely different directions and they've ignored mm-hmm. those people. Yes. And I think too, I mean, there's a lot of energy around like jumping into things and and maybe not having been so careful. And I, I see that energy more around actually Harry than, than her. Um, and why, he, why, why is there a sense of urgency there with Harry, Emily? I feel like Harry just, he, 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 like we talked about before, there was so much anger and repressed anger. And he wanted to get this energy out because he wants to prove himself. 
He has a high energy around proving himself and showing and saying, look, I was right. You know, there's an energy around the truth with him and still very much connected to his mother. Well, but it the- reminds me and tell me if I'm wrong, but it reminds me a little bit of Muhammad Al-Fayed. Do you remember? Yes. How he chased Diana and wanted to get her in his inner circle so much because he felt rejected by the royal family. Yes. 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 And there's an energy of Harry maturing and having to learn more tact Um, having to learn more logic around the way he communicates the things that he says, like we've seen this already with the book and with the special. Um, And there are times that I feel like he puts his foot in his mouth. He says, or he does things impulsively without thinking. And he's still, it's a learning curve. He's still learning. He's still becoming a man. So I think that we're going to see some more uh, faux pas around that because it is his journey to get his voice out, to get his word out, to get his truth out, but it's how he delivers it that matters. In that kind of space, and I'm only, I know it's a silly question. I'm only asking you it because it's newsworthy. Should he at all be concerned about these senators and Congress people that are up in arms about his immigration status? No, I think it's just another energy to tear them down. I think that it's, it's again, pressworthy. I think that it's, it has to do with what I had talked about before around um, her previous political aspirations. I, I feel very deeply that there are people behind the scenes that don't want them here that are in very high positions and who really are making life very difficult for these people. But I mean, I do think that if it were not Joe Biden and the White House, it would be taken much more seriously. Yes. Yes. But with Biden, with the Biden administration being in power, I think he's in a safe space. I think there are so many other things going on, too. And I think that he is protected, but I do feel like that they that they do have enemies. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I'm very, I'm very grateful for your time. Um, really quickly, I, I'd come up with a list of other Leos, just to ask, just to ask you if you thought maybe Megan had anything in common with them. Um, Jennifer Lopez. Do you think that Megan <laughs> Lopez have anything in common? <laughs> oh, all my predictions on JLo, which have all come true, by the way, <laughs> over yeah. the last two to three years um yeah there's some major similarities there (laughs) can you Um, listen for me yeah so you know it's it's wanting to shine to to be in the spotlight um high creativity right high creativity a visionary um can be heartwarming but is also can be a diva right we know we know we've we've all heard about um her her jealousy her possessiveness and you know any energy too around not always being so kind to fans and people in in the background so i think it all kind of checks out wow (laughs) um when i pick up in the energy but again i mean everybody has duality right so you can't say that either person is just all bad right everybody has duality and we all have good and um you know lesser great qualities to ourselves but they just happen to be very famous and so it plays out and then everything gets very sensationalized but i would say that they do have a lot in common yeah i I don't mind jennifer lopez i don't want to buy her skincare and i don't necessarily like her most recent movies but i love you know not i love early 2000s j-lo music so i'm uh you know i i I guess I'm a fan. Would you say what you just said about Jennifer Lopez, Madonna, also a Leo, would you say that's true, you know, kind of in the same boat with the diva? Yes. Creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's again, it's the sun. Everything revolves around the sun. Right. So and and Madonna's energy is a little bit different, um, but she's still a boss. I mean, all three of the women, they're they're all divas. They're all boss women energy. 
they like things a certain way. I would say with JLo, JLo has um, more of a, you know, the JLo glow. I mean, true, truly in the 90s, like she had a presence that was very warm, right? When you see her films, she's always very warm and kind and lightly funny in her films. Yeah. Um, Man, Selena. Oh, my God. I'll watch that movie all day, every day. Yes. Yeah, her big breakout role. And then. And, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say, and with Madonna, Madonna is very transformational and she's her own worst critic. And it's just there's there's um, a more regimented energy behind her, I feel. So do you see are you saying more disciplined? She's more disciplined. And yeah, there's there's but it's it's not I don't want to say harsh, but she has certain standards that she can't even live up to. So, you know, she's very critical of herself. So I think that um, all three being Leos, but they're they're still very different. I mean, you have to look at so many um, of the different energies in the chart, but they do have some similar traits. Yes. I love that. Speaking of bosses, Kylie Jenner, she does not strike me as somebody that has a lot in common with Meghan Markle, except for the entrepreneurial boss kind of energy. Yeah, she likes to be more behind the scenes. Um, okay, I don't have yeah. her chart right in front of me, but oh, her no, energy, her energy feels more like Cancerian or Scorpionic to me, where she's more behind the scenes. She does not need to be front and center in a full-on display. So again, you know, the sun, the moon, and the rising, and then you have to look at the houses and so many other things in the chart to really um, get a full picture. It's like, you have all the ingredients and you have to bake the cake, but, um, she definitely has her own diva star energy behind the scenes. You just don't see it outwardly. That's true. That's true. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Anything else that I didn't cover that you might want to address? I think that, you know, it's, it feels like it's going to be a better year for her than last year was. I will say that. Okay. Uh, because she's, she's in, she's ended a very big cycle and she's coming more into her own, but we're still going to see backlash. So it's not going to be easy per se. I still see a lot of stress, but I do feel like, um, she's trying to make changes for the better and not only for herself, but for the betterment of her family and, and the way that they're, they're viewed. And, you know, I wish, I wish them the best. And just to reiterate, you don't see a chapter closed on Royal regurgitation. You think potentially we could revisit her very brief time within the Royal family in 2025. We could, she either could start writing it then, or it could be published then, but there's something that's going to be in the works, um, around uh, publishing. I feel, um, whether she starts it then or it again, it, it, it comes out at that time. But yeah, I do. do. Do you see a possibility for them? First of all, I'll ask you two questions. One, as just a pop culture extraordinaire located in the States, what is your sense of Harry and Meghan's popularity in the States? Do you think they are marketable, likable, or are they on the, or would you categorize mm-hmm. them as polarizing? Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to an extreme with that. I kind of feel that with, with their energy, um, they've been more likable in the States and they do have a big following, but I also feel that, um, a lot have, of people have kind of been like, wait a minute, (laughs) when everything came out that they put out, um, in terms of the book and then, um, the series, Mm -hmm. I, I think that, people saw another side of them that they didn't necessarily like. So I feel like they're kind of trying to do this balancing act where it's like one foot could go really South and then, you know, the other side of it could be really great. So I think they're kind of in the middle right now in the States and in the UK, I would say it's just, you know, downhill. Uh, What did they make a mistake releasing the Netflix special and spare so close together and not only so close together, but so quickly after the queen's death? Yes, I, I, they did. Absolutely. Yes. And do you think they were also ill-advised and then they also, I feel pushed it so hard. There was an energy of 
revenge, I feel, and wanting to get something out so quickly again and say, look, um, it was done in very poor timing. I feel like um, they were advised by certain people that it would be okay. And then other people said, don't do that. And they did not listen. And do you think that they have a chance to salvage, to start over, to start fresh and clean? Like I was watching Wayne's World last night and I think that was Rob Lowe's big break when he yeah. was can after he was temporarily canceled. Is there a way for them to come back with a clean slate and, you know, reignite enthusiasm for them, for, pe for people that turn their backs on them? I think that they can gain um, some of the people that have turned on them. And it, again, it just feels more behind the scenes. It's not. I. I so you don't I, think they're going to try to. You think that they're really going to become comfortable being behind the scenes. I don't think they'll become comfortable that way. I think that that is what I'm seeing, how it's going to start. And I think that she's hoping that she can cross over again and, you know, save face. But I don't feel like it's a good idea. Yeah. I don't either. The better idea energy I feel for her is visionary, um, but she can't help it. I mean, she does have a North node that wants her also in the spotlight, but what that spotlight actually looks like, you know, that's, that's another story. And are you believing these ideas are, are you believing these reports that they're Hollywood outcasts, that they are rejected by the Hollywood elite? I do pick up some energy around some of that to be true. I think that um, just from a PR basis, when I look at the energy that people's teens are saying, no, don't touch that with a 10 foot pole. So, you know, and it, it's, it doesn't feel personal, but it's more again around the image presence of, of other people who are popular and who are famous. They, they don't want to get mixed up in that energy. And do you think that they'll stay in Montecito? It, you know, if they do truly excel in in any space i mean i guess that doesn't even matter they could live wherever they wanted right now harry just said yeah. he'd love to live in japan are they going to stay in montecito yeah. or do you see them ever leaving i mean i feel like the, they will continue to have homes in many different places and i don't see them leaving just yet all right emily thank you so much for your time today you know you're my favorite astrologer in the whole <laughs> wide world um actually there's no one else on that list <laughs> So thank you so much for your time today. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, so much interesting, so much interesting stuff. Well, thank you so much for having me again. It's always a pleasure and I adore you. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful as well. And I love our chats. All right. Quickly, how can, I should have asked this earlier, but how can people get a hold of you? Because I know that my audience loves to book meetings with you so that they can get your insight into their own lives. Sure. So my website is www.soulhouse.life and you can book directly to my website under services, or you can go to my Instagram, which is at Emily, E-M-I-L-I, -I, and you can send me a message, like, follow, and find out more about what I do. Love. Thanks, Emily.